Aging has a perfect track record. It's yet to be defeated. And while aging is inevitable, aging poorly is not. In fact, the entire premise of this podcast is that we can all be healthy, strong, vital, and capable as we age. That there is no reason that our 50s, 60s, 70s, and beyond can't be the best years of our lives. Today, we're going to explore the role of hormones in aging. So if you're out there seeking the fountain of youth, you're going to want to stick around for this episode. Hello, and welcome to the Over 50 Health and Wellness Show. I'm your host, Kevin English. I'm the founder of The Silver Edge, and our mission is to help you build and maintain a lean, healthy body that you love for the rest of your life. So you can show up in the second half of your life as the healthiest, strongest, most vital version of yourself. We have a great show for you today. Dr. Greg Brannon is here, and he's going to help us regain control of our hormonal health as we age. But before we get to that, I want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by The Silver Edge. The Silver Edge is my online nutrition, exercise, and lifestyle coaching business catering to those of you over 50 who aren't ready to give up and buy into the common narrative of it's all downhill from here. At The Silver Edge, we take a health-first approach to working with our clients to help them build lean, strong, vital bodies that last. Look, there's no shortage of lose weight quick coaches and programs in the world, but here's the deal. You can either lose weight quickly or permanently. So if you're tired of losing and gaining the same weight over and over again, if you're tired of constantly dieting, if you have a poor relationship with food, exercise, or your body, then I invite you to book a call and see if our services are a perfect fit for you. The easiest way to do this is to head over to silveredgefitness.com and click on the coaching tab, or just shoot me an email at coach at silveredgefitness.com. Okay, enough of that. Let's get on with today's show. Today is Dr. Greg Brannon. Greg is the medical director and founder of Optimal Bio, where he uses all natural hormones that are atom for atom identical to those made by our bodies to help ease the degenerative side effects of aging and other medical issues, including fatigue, brain fog, anxiety, depression, diabetes, headaches, arthritis, osteoporosis, and more. He is the author of the Hormone Handbook Optimizing Your Health Through Bioidentical Hormones. Join us today as Greg discusses our current hormone crisis and what we can do to reclaim our health and optimize our hormones as we age so we can live the second half of our life with zest and vitality. I asked Greg what got him interested in medicine and eventually hormones. I always like to help people. That was it. My mom was a big helper of people. And I always liked science and math. And that was crucial. If the SAT was English, I would not be here. I'm glad there's math on there. And that allowed this to get in that whole process. But one big thing I really loved, I loved life. And that drew me to become an OBGYN. It was a great combination of life in the beginning. I love surgery. I do pelvic surgery. And women are basically tougher than men. So it was a phenomenal feel. I did that for about 30 years. Lived around 12, 13,000 babies. I had a great, great feel in that. But during that, 
I'd lo- young, lovely women start complaining about certain symptoms we considered normal for your age. And that got me on this path. I didn't want to hear normal for your age. And I'm not anti antidepressants, but 67% of people should not be on them. And that's the problem. So the whole idea about hormones was what do hormones do? They're messengers and they control every system in the body. Why do they go down with age? What happens? The whole biochemistry process got me stimulated about that. So then I was like, what's an optimal number? So not what a range is, what's optimal? And that led to me becoming, I got board certified in a form functional medicine and fellowship in that as well. So the key is root cause. And I want to get back to metabolic health. And the most important thing is, here's, how, here's what I do to my patients. Can you drive a Ferrari without gas? No. We're all Ferraris. The thyroid is the carburetor that gets the oxygen. The sex hormones, testosterone, estrogen, progesterone are the gasoline. So that to me is what you focused on. Then every other, then you could sleep and work out and, and do this kind of system because there's basically five things, Kevin, you must do to age properly. Sleep, eat, exercise, remove stress, and restore what you've lost. I believe the last one allows the other four to be better. So that's how I got here. Fantastic. All right. Well, I, I love that you, what, what did you say? I love life, right? And talked about delivering 12,000, 13,000 babies, but I really want to dig into this, this idea of what's, what's common as we age and what's normal as we age. And that idea of pulling apart this kind of what's optimal and what's, what are these ranges? So when you talk about healthy ranges and optimal ranges, what, what's the difference? What are we talking about there? Well, two things. If I asked you, does a woman make more estrogen or testosterone? You'd say estrogen. They make testosterone 30 to 50% more. Hmm. Why is that? Biochemically, estradiol comes from testosterone. So we, we, we look at this as, so let's look at the biochemistry first before we get to the ranges. In both men and women, testosterone's formed and then estrogen comes from that. In both men and women, we, we need estrogen. It's crucially important for us, mainly our heart and our brain for men. So great. And we know the secondary characteristics when we mature, our puberty, we understand all that. In the womb, our DNA forms male or female, the hormone process occurs. So the question is, is are we losing hormones as we age or is aging a byproduct of losing hormones? There's a great book called Ageless that talks about if we attacked aging as a disease, we'd we'd nip things in the bud. So where's the studies that show a higher quote unquote level is, is bad when you age. It's just the opposite. But this is important. When I'm 62 and I knew just when you're 59. So when I was in school, a male's testosterone range was roughly 700 to 11, 1200. That was a range. Today, it's 264 to 916. Five years ago, it was, it was 364 to 1197. So this is for men. For women, when I was in school, we considered high over 200. Now they consider over 41 high. So that went back to the basics. How is formed? Why are we lower? So then the brain as in, and turns off the production. Problem is the last 30, 40, 50 years, we've been getting these chemical endocrine disruptors that mimic estrogen, which have now lowered the production of testosterone. So if these ranges are not a healthy or optimal range, Let's see how we age with these optimal numbers. And you can look at cardiovascular disease, neurogenic diseases, osteoporosis. Yeah. So we talk a lot on this show about obviously restoring that vitality, having that youthful, energetic, Mm -hmm. vital life. And a critical component of that is going to be this youthful, healthy, vital hormone 
to optimize our, our hormonal health. Now, you had mentioned that that free testosterone range or that total testosterone total. range, total, total testosterone, testosterone range used to be 700 to 1200. And that some studies up to 13, 1400. Right, right. And that was considered normal, right? And now we right. have this new, and we have this normal that's being revised. It seems like every few years and it's getting lower and lower and lower. Is that because we're just taking an average of what people are testing for and saying that that is normal and why would we say why would we have a range move down as we're getting sicker basically less I, I, lo I, I love it. this is common sense kevin yeah. common sense why do we go down lab core june 30th of 2017 was 364 to 1197 on July 1st, the very next day, it went 264 to 916. This study's had 10,000 people. And, and the study conclusion was more people overweight, lower, heavier people have lower testosterone. So what we're doing is we're checking, we're just checking randomly. I got that, but there's not a placebo group. There's not a, there's not that. And here's what I wrote in my new book, Restore, which comes out next year, was I want to compare it to a known disease. How about diabetes? We know diabetes is a blood sugar over 104 fasting. We would never, now you do a brand new study with 10,000 people in it, and the blood sugar average in that study is 250. Make a number up. Uh-oh, the new diet definition of diabetes is 250 because we can't call everybody diabetic. You, of course, you wouldn't do that because of blindness, cardiovascular dementia. I mean, Alzheimer's is type 3 diabetes. You would never do that because, you know, the sequelae of having a high sugar is just is it wipes out the body. But we don't do that with hormones, and that's my issue. Is I, 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 in our new book, I say we have over 700 references. I have 83 on breast cancer alone. It's, I put a lot of research in this to look at where's the benefit of, where's the detriment of having optimal numbers as you age. Again, another disease, thyroid. You don't say it's okay for your age, for your thyroid to be bad when you age. Of course not. Cause you know, again, dementia, uh, uh obesity, visceral fat. Basically everything is metabolic health. If you get your body ha uh, optimal, then you know how to use oxygen properly. That's the bottom line, our mitochondria. I really focus on that. Yeah. Okay. So now we're starting to get into some, some really good stuff here with just optimizing your metabolism. Obviously we talk a ton about optimizing yes. your metabolism on this show and that's kind of the foundation for over 50 health or really health in general. Right. General. So, but I want to, I want to stick with this because I'm really fascinated by the idea that this range keeps going down. So if I'm a guy, I go get tested and this could be the same for ladies with, with hormone mm -hmm. testing as well. But if I go get tested today and my total testosterone is 265, I'm quote unquote normal, but am I, am I, am I normal? Or I suppose I am because that's what statistically it says, but am I optimized? And, and no. what, what is, what no. impact does that have on my health? That's great. Again, let's reverse it. People come to me. I'm not their first doctor. What they come to us is they come with symptoms. Okay, here are the symptoms I get. If you're a 25-year-old man, a 44-year-old woman, a 82-year-old guy, these are the symptoms. Tired of being tired, brain fog, anxiety, depression, belly fat, libido is like five or six, loss of muscle. We're very fortunate in the last few years. I got very involved with our military. I work a lot with our military with PTSD and TBI. I get men that come in me like at 32 look like Hercules. Everything I just told you, but they look like Hercules because they have to for their job. So the thing is, is this is what's important to understand is you treat symptoms. We know the data, there's a great study at the VA, a San Diego VA years ago, said men, men 540 and over 
versus men 350 or under. The 350 and under had an 88% higher chance of a lethal heart attack in four and a half years. Wow. That's just one study. Then I go over all that. We could spend the time on all the fallacies of prostate cancer, breast cancer in a moment. But again, do you want the hormone levels of a healthy 18 to 20 year old or a healthy or, or a 85 year old? It's common sense. That's what I'm trying to see is where's the data? Now, this is important, Kevin. They're really important. Our body makes 17 beta tests. The actual three, the structure of our hormones are three-dimensionally perfect. The problem is pharmacy companies kind of own an organic molecule, so they must manipulate it. The thing with testosterone therapy, there are three classes of synthetic testosterones. The ester, 19-nor testosterone, and the 17-alkylation. That one can be taken oral. All of those build muscle, have benefits, all work. When you hear about side effects, those three, that three classes have slightly increased in blood clots. They have slightly increasing blood pressure. The big one is it makes neuronal cells die off sooner. Okay. Those are side effects. I still believe the benefits outweigh those side effects. The oral one affects the liver. But the bioidentical structure, the one our body makes, it lowers blood pressure, lowers blood clots. And here's the biggest one, makes more brain called neuroplasticity. That to me is why I don't want to reinvent the structure. I just want to copy exactly what nature made, what God's made, that exact structure. Because three-dimensional matters, like example, in thyroid, you have a thing called T3, reverse T3. T3 turns on, reverse T3 turns off, and all it is is rotate in space. Three-dimensional matters. So I, I just want to use what our body made at the levels. The reason why we're lower, though, Kevin, is because the environment has destroyed the body. The body is amazing at adapting and living in that environment, but it's not optimized. So I'm trying to get our bodies in the optimized system. Do we live in this world? I understand it. Drink your filter water, try to eat organic, grass-fed. Everything we talk about, sleep well, actually, all that's great. But I want to do it with a full tank of gas. That's what I want to do. A full tank of gas, yeah. And I think that most of my audience would absolutely agree with that. So would you talk about bioidentical hormones? I think you'd made a reference there. We have these synthetic hormones. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and is it my understanding then that the reason we have these is because as a pharma company, I can patent those and make a bunch of money on that. Is, is that the same with the bioidentical? Two, 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 or? two reasons. Two reasons. You cannot own an organic molecule. So the pharmacy companies, again, I'm, I'm on them. I'm not anti that. They may make the change of structure that are more, that are stronger, less potent. There might be reasons why they do that. Mm -hmm. But I want to have the most natural possible. And then the side of this important, when your body can recognize the structure, it could utilize it, metabolize it, and eliminate it. Because the Mayo Clinic calls bioidentical body recognizes as same. That's crucial. Because if you get a structure, your body does not recognize it. How do I utilize it? How do I metabolize it? What do I do with the elimination of it? That's the problems. So the key is, I just want to have the exact same structure our body makes at a level we made 40, 50, 60 years ago. I'm very curious to see what happens. Would we, would happen if we had those numbers over time as we age? And now, I, I, I mean, I have objective data. I'm stronger at 62 than I was at 35, and I worked out at 35. My body percent fat's 8.5% at 62. The biggest thing I find is the quickness of the brain. I just There's just something about getting words and memory that is crucial. And I've been, again, very fortunate. And with I have some stories in my new book on, on our, our men with, with TBI stories on how they find their brain coming back. It's really, really important to add on that. Great paper came out February of 23, looked at the treatment for TBI, increased testosterone, growth hormone or growth hormone peptides, and high fat are crucially important for the brain to, again, synplasticity and neuroplasticity.
When you say TBI, just to be clear, that's tra- traumatic, traumatic brain, brain injury. Tra- traumatic brain Which, injury. by the way, Kevin, I, when I looked this up, I could not believe it. Number one cause of death worldwide when you added all the tra- head trauma. Oh, is this, that right? TBI, the sequelae of that. Hmm. All right. So, all right. Let me, let me, I'm just trying to think this through here. So, we've got a number of different hormone therapies available to us. We have these synthetic ones, we've got these bioavailable ones. Is there a reason why they both exist? Why would I? Why would the default not be bioidentical, or is it? Or are these others more fringe cases for somebody who bioidentical wouldn't be appropriate for? Or why? Yeah, why this well, I, I don't know the I don't know the why's, but 1931 okay. was the first time scientists isolated the, the hormone testosterone out of the body. 1935 was the very first study and given it. It was given to women at hysterectomies, by the way, in a pellet form, which is this dried, pure hormone. So that's, it's been used the longest. The second came the ester, the class one we talked about, the shot. In 1947, they had the oral, the 17 alpha methylase, which they knew really quickly, it affected the liver like that. They saw liver, liver tumors and increased liver enzymes very fast. So over time, and also the half-life is very, very important. If you look at a graph, the, the, the class ones, the half-life is about three and a half days. So that's your up and down, your roller coaster. There's an oral one now called, I always mispronounce it, uh, undecanate, that can be taken, uh, absorbed by the liver, absorbed by the GI tract, bypassed the liver because it goes through the lymphatics. Its half-life is 21 days, but the oral only 3% is absorbed. Hmm. In the pellet, it's basically getting an ovary or testicle transplant. It sits in the fat. It sits in a two-millimeter incision, small grain of rice, sits in the fat, and an endocrine gland does not communicate from A to B. It throws the hormone into the system, and the cells that need it grab it. That's what it does. So I, I, the level is a plateau level. For a man, it's 200, 200 milligram pellet loses 1.3 milligrams per pellet per day. And if your heart beats faster, I, when you work it out, you get a rise. It's the closest thing to mimicking where our body works. And when you mentioned this pellets, a small little grain of rice, and that is that usually, that's what, in the, in the thigh, the buttocks area? Buttocks area or the love handles. Or the I love like handles. the buttocks area. Right. Yeah. And it, it, the dose is very important too. The dose is individualized for you. Has your, all your parameters. We have an algorithm that's been used for about 40 years. We fine tune that a little bit. And so we have a dose that's for you. So we peak with them. In my mind, I'm trying to peak in a month, the 11, 1200 range. And at four months, you're low 7,800. And you keep that going and you find that how you metabolize it. Okay. So let's say I come into you, I'm in the 300s and we do this pellet therapy. I'm guessing just a very quick procedure, right? We're going to about, about two to three minutes. Uh-huh. Yep. Oh, wow. the actual, okay. The actual placement takes about around. 20 seconds. The actual physical placement of the trocar, yeah, very easy. Okay. And then is it my understanding that for what, the next month, the next six months, I'm going to be in that, I'm going to start out in that 11, 1200 range. And then by the time I'm ready for my next one, I'll be 700 ish is the idea, right? Beautiful. Keep, yeah. It's, yeah. A gradu- it's a gradual onset, Kevin. So you peak around a month peak and, around a month. Low, okay. and, and at six months, you go back to where you were. Six so I, we try to overlap it and do about five months for men, about four and a half, about four months for women. All right. So every four or five months, then we're redoing this. Now, I, I'm assuming that this is something then that I'm committing to for the rest of my life, right? If I love that phrase. The answer yeah. is no. Here's what I mean. You'll come back if you want to come back, right? Yeah, no. And we have, well, we, here's the thing. I've done probably 30,000 of these the last oh, 11 years. We have an, over a 98% retention rate. Remember, people are coming here for symptoms, right. not ranges, right. and their symptoms – make them come back every four to five months at a 98% clip. 
So I've been off for 12 years and I'll, my wife and I will never go off. So, but the answer is, can you? Yes. You'll go back to where you were. There's not one single paper in the literature that shows by doing this, you stop your production for life. No, it's usually between six and 18 months, you're back to where you were. But let's go back again. Paper came out five, six years ago. 50% of men in Western Europe, Australia, New Zealand, and North America, 50, oh, excuse me, men in that under the age of 35 have 50% less sperm and testosterone as we did 35 years ago. My generation is higher than 35 year olds. So the data is, it is a, this endocrine mimicking chemicals are destroying the formation. So what's the sequelae 30, 40, 50 years from now, if you're not yeah. at those levels. All right. So I want to come back to the endocrine disruptors and environment and toxins and, and causes. But before we get there, I, I want to stick on this for a couple of minutes longer. So again, somebody comes, we do this treatment. What, what can we expect? You'd mentioned the symptoms people are coming to you for. What, what do we expect in the first week, the first month, several months? What's, what's changing? What's different? Oh, I love that one. It's what's really, it's usually, I tell people about two, three weeks, you'll feel some things, but some people feel things within a couple, depends. The biggest thing people feel better on is they wake up with more motivation within probably three or four days. But if you want to get, you know, your fat belly go around, no, it's still, you still have to eat right. You still got to sleep right. You still got to find right foods. That stuff's very important, but this is the fuel to allow it to happen. But what do people see? Change in mood first. That's number one. Number two, the libido comes up and it's a controllable, it's not out of control libido and more motivation. People just say they just feel more like themselves. I had a lady about a month ago, she she's my age and she goes, Greg, I've been underwater for 40 years. It's the first time I've been on land. So these are the kind of things we hear because again, I look at the range, I'll make a number up, say we'll, we'll go for a, a, a man. His level's 932, make a number up a month later. I feel great, fantastic. He's 932. I feel okay, but not what I thought. We'll go a little higher. This is important. The way the messenger RNA reads the DNA to go transcribe and make the, the receptor of the androgen receptor, there's a this codon called CAG, and it, it's a period. It's the period saying, we're done reading, stop making this. If you have around five of those, that receptor site's more sensitive than if you have more of those. So that's why it's really important. The range is a guidepost. It's not the, it's not the black and white. I really want to go is the symptoms because that drives us how we have to do it. That to me is the most important. I'm with you there. Somebody could have say a, a test, a total, let's keep with the guy, total testosterone of 600. Another guy could have 1100. The guy with 600 feels just as energetic, Fantastic. right? And, and again, does that have to do with like androgen receptor sites and it, it might, it might things. be, it might be how much free they have. Yeah. It has to do with receptor site being how, again, the sensitive part is very important. The, the genomics are there. We don't test that, but that, that's the studies that show that it's just, if you're 600 and you have zero symptoms, why be 1200? Forget it. Yeah. No way. That's that. That's not the goal. I've, I've sent people home and say, I'm not going to place you because you have zero symptoms. You feel great. And you're in the healthy range. We know that again, to me, as men age, I've said it was men over the age of 45, the study in heart. If you're around six, 700, we know you're protecting your heart. But I find again, the biggest thing when people come in here are for moods, for depression. I'm always tired, tired of being tired, motivation. That's not an objective thing, Kevin. That's subjective. Yeah. And I'm, a, I'm not going to get somebody's body and say, you're wrong. But then I, now I have objective data that 98% of them keep coming back. All right. So- as we're aging, what amount of age-related hormone loss is would be "quote unquote" normal? I mean, if we take out environmental factors and other things that are 
that are drastically and alarmingly reducing our, our hormones or depleting our hormones, what would be a normal rate of decline or is there a normal rate of decline as, as we age? Well, there's so, it's so multifactorial, but Dr. Travis did a paper looking at the last five decades. He shows every single year is a lower starting point. So generations are starting with a lower value. Right? The average guy walks in my office, the average man, regardless of age, 250, say 250 to 350. That's the average guy. Yeah. I can, I probably have under 10 guys that were over 900 in their first visit. Side note, of those 10 guys, six of them were over the age of 80. They just came because their kids were here. And I said, dudes, you're beast. See you later. Get out of here. They had no symptoms. So the answer is, I think the problem is, is the environment is starting in the womb. Great paper showed from WHO showing that men are getting affected in the womb 32%. There was a great study looking at phthalates shown in the womb. So that being said, their reserve is so much lower when they start. So the great uh, decline might be there, but the rate is faster because the environment, but also High carb diet, low fat diet, not working out, not sleeping. If you just fast, you could increase your testosterone about 40% by just fasting. So these are things we go over all our symptoms. We don't come here and say, here's pellets, get out of here. We spend, we listen to the story. What is your story? What are your needs? And we look at all the data. I gave them the book to read. I give articles up to, up to Wazoo. If you have used one word, our company called Optimal Bio, you go to our website, we have podcasts and we have videos and YouTube channels. I have all that stuff. One word describes us is education. All we want to do is inform. The cornerstone for ethical medicine is the informed consent. So we spend more time. I, a side note for Optimal Bio, we have one consult for your fee for your whole life. For your whole life. I don't care if it takes one visit you come or you come back. I have this, I call it the Monica law. She came back 13 days in a row. So in fact, I can see Monica later today. But the thing about this is, is this is not a sell. It took me personally two and a half years, about two years to convince myself. All right. So a, a lot in there I, I want to pick out. now. It, yeah. So it, I know that in the hormone handbook, your book there, that book starts with, I think the very first sentence in the intro is knowledge is power, right? And you talk uh -huh. about how knowing how your body works gives you the power to take control. And so I, yep. I think that that really, that's coming out with everything that you're talking about and all this, I, you know, wanting to create all this educational content. Now you had mentioned something I, I want to pick out because I think a, a few people's ears probably perked when you mentioned that fasting can increase, help optimize uh, hormone levels. What type of fasting? What sort, do you have a protocol that you prefer? Are we talking about oh. periodic prolonged fasting? I know that <laughs> intermittent fasting is all the rage right now. What, well, what, what is I, I, I I, is there a protocol? It's harder for women, as you know. It's a great book called Fasting Like a Girl. It's phenomenal. You get a chance to read that one. Man, it's really simple. I eat four hours a day. Side note, I was diabetic 15, 16 years ago, and I was doing triathlons and CrossFit, okay? And I ate the way we were talked to, six meals a day, da, 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 da. And I was, by a, a side note, I had a very heavy OB practice with diabetes in it. And when I learned about fasting, I read Mark Sisson's book, Two Primal Blueprint, changed my, blew my mind away, changed my life. And uh, that led me down this whole path. So when you talk about it, I love Jason Fung's books. I under, uh, T has some great stuff on that. The key is this. UNC Chapel did a study a few years ago. says only 12% of Americans are metabolically healthy. So I guess we go back to the mitochondria. You know food, you know, I mean, I've listened to your podcast, you know this stuff, audiophagy and mitophagy. So around 12 to 14 hours, it's called a starvation, non-malnourished state. Your body eats itself for energy. It's smart. It will get bad at things that ain't working. I find it's very individualized. 
but the literature shows a man roughly about eight hours to four hours is optimal. I tried one meal a day for the last three years before two years ago. I got very, I lost more body mass than I wanted to. I got down to 5% body fat, but I, I, I wasn't as strong as I wanted to be. So I, I think there's a range in that now, but once you get in that, that, cause now you just eat, it's not Jason's book is great. He was talking his first book called obesity code. He goes, teaching people how, what to eat can be very complicated. If I tell them when to eat, not what to eat, just when to eat, it changed everything. And once you get that under your belt, then you get rid of the carbohydrates. I'm again, what's really killed American. You ready? It's a food pyramid, 1977. That was a political move. McGovern staff was pushed through by Cargill to sell grains. We knew America was a high fat, high protein diet. We ate three meals a day. We fasted though. We ate six in the morning, noon and five. You're done. That's what we did. So we have, as Jason talks about again, we have 60 years of this experiment that now has ruined us. I think most of our disease is because of that. Now I'm a big Liberty guy, but Liberty takes responsibility. That's why it's important to understand. Jefferson said, if you allow the government to what food eat or medicine take, you'd be in a worse state of tyranny. So to me, Kevin, it's responsible. There's nothing more important than the king or queen. And they're in the mirror, Kevin. They're in the mirror. Right so I want to be a, an adjunct to that to get people to understand it's your responsibility. And there's so – look at your podcast. You're around the world, right? It's out there. You got you got Mark Sisson out there. You got, you got Sean Baker doing his stuff. I love this. And it is a – it's a really a global room of ideas. We're all looking. We know that this did not work. Okay? We know that. And we were guinea pigs. There's a great book by Frederick Bastia called The Law from 1850. He talks about the very end of it. He says, we're not against education. We're not against healthcare. We're against government run these things. He goes, we got to go back to liberty. But again, liberty demands responsibility. And that's what I'm hoping is motivate people to understand your health is in your hands. Yeah, I love that. Obviously, I mean that's a very self empowering, a very empowering message that you're mm -hmm. you're your own best healthcare advocate. That your health is in your hands, and I think our generation in particular, we came up sort of worshiping. You know, when the doctor says it, the doctor is. I was is, I was that doctor, Kevin. I know. Sure. I got it. Yeah, yeah. And then obviously we all grew up with that <laughs> with that food pyramid. What was it? Eight to twelve servings of grains, cereals and <laughs> grains a day. Yeah. Wow. That's. <laughs> Well, especially now that we're, I mean, when we're talking about hormones in particular or optimizing your metabolism, that's just a recipe for disaster there. Just incredible. All right. So <laughs> again, I, I, I the, the problem is the American Diabetes Association still recommends that. You know what I mean? I mean, they, it's, they recommend 30 grams of carbs at every meal. You, see, the thing is we, I'm not here to say these people are not trying their best to help. I'm not saying that. I, I'm not anti that government. I'm not anti that. But if, if the government is we, the people, it's us, right? So the, the question is, is how, how much responsibility do you want to go away? I think it's wise to get multiple consults. It's wise to ask. It's, it's biblical. It's biblical to get wise counsel and ask. I'm not anti that. I'm not, I don't know everything. Just the opposite. I know so little. I want as many experts as possible. But when you start seeing experts advice lead to things that are occurring, we got to start using our head. And that's my thing for me. Again, the number one, back to, I'll do women. Cause that's my big thing is the, the treatment of choice for menopausal symptoms is an antidepressant. They lost a hormone called estrogen, testosterone, and progesterone. They didn't lose Zoloft or Prozac, right? Yeah. That to me got me going. And, and, and so to me, the thing is, is I just want to get the body in the best shit, the best 
gasoline, the best oxygen as possible, and then hope people, you know, actually, you know, it, it's easy. Walk. We don't have to go do, we have to go CrossFit. You know what I'm saying? Not do, not do triathlons. I'm not saying you got to be that. Walk. Yep. I was just in Europe the last, last couple of weeks. They rode a bike and walked everywhere. And I ate more pasta and pizza my whole life. The glute <laughs> molecule is a different shaped molecule over there. Right. It's, I came back four pounds lighter. So it's just drives me crazy, Kevin, that we hear it's hard. It's not hard. It's, it's simple when you know the basics. Yeah. And, I, you know, we've kind of glossed over the basics here in this conversation, which we hit all the time on this show. But you, you let out with that, right? You, what did you say? Sleep, food, exercise, managing your stress. And, and, and by the way, the stress, Kevin, the restore we lost, the number, all hormones, all hormones decrease as we age, except for cortisol, mm. which stores fat. Yeah. Okay. Makes muscle weak, makes proteins break down. I mean, more pe- osteoporosis, 25% of men get osteoporosis. Okay. But so I'm going to use that as an example too. Bone needs estrogen, testosterone, progestins to be made. You stop making those, you're going to lose bone. Why give a chemical that makes hard, brittle bone as you age, the medications, or just replace what you lost? Boom, goes away. We can do this all day long, Kevin. Just tell me that I just want a young, healthy, optimal levels and see how that does as we age. I'm with you there. I think we all want that. All right. So we have mentioned these, I think you call them endocrine disruptors. We talked about toxins and we've just briefly glossed over that. But there's been this dramatic decline in, in hormone levels, right? And you're attributing most of that. And I think most of the, the studies are showing that this these are environmental factors. Oof. What are these toxins? Where are they? And what can we do to to protect ourselves in addition to supplementing right. and where, where necessary, et cetera. We look at them, Roundup, mm. atrazine's a pesticide. You have phthalates, you got plastics. There's a, there's a website called Endocrine Disruptors has over 2000 we know about. So it, it, it's, I don't want people to be scared. Oh my gosh, it's everywhere. No, get fil- drink filtered water, okay? Eliminate plastics. The hormones they inject into the consumer is ultimately in charge. If we buy food that is made grass fed, antibody free, we see that, right? So the answer is go back, go. There's another great book called A Hundred Year Lie about the FDA. Go back. 90% of our food was not here 100 years ago, and 90% of the diseases were not here 100 years ago. So let's go back to the basics. That's all I'm saying. I'm not, there's nothing magical. But filtered water is crucial. That's uh, That to me is nothing more important than filtered water. I think that you're right. We could drive ourselves nuts. I About five or so years ago, I became aware of this and went down a, a rabbit hole and almost mm-hmm. lost my mind trying to right. detox everything. You can't. Right. But there's some, you know, you can start in one place and move on. So, like you said, right. pl- water is a fantastic yeah, place. I, to I, you know, EMFs, turn yeah. your phone off. These things can be out there and they can be done without... I don't want to be so nervous you're catatonic you can't move. That's garbage. <laughs> yeah. No, the whole idea you is live be in the free. real world. Yeah. Yeah. But be free. Go live. Don't worry about it. But do what you can do. Just be common sense. Again, it's some again, I know this sound, but organic is expensive. But you know what? You can find a lot of people around your neighbors, I'm sure, selling eggs. Buy as many eggs as you can from your neighbors. Mm-hmm. There's local guys around the might sell a cow for you, pitch you in the family. If you can't, that's okay. I, I know how expensive it is. I got seven kids. I understand. So just try to be smart. But the thing is avoid plastic. Our house now, my wife says every mason jar possible. We always drink out of glass. These are simple things. You do. There's a great book called Estrogenation. Mm-hmm. I've got the author. It's a phenomenal book. Talks to the top 10 
estrogen mimickers out there that, that we could try to avoid again, but filtered water will get, will do a bunch of that all by itself. Yeah. Drink filtered water, get rid of the plastic. I'm a big mm -hmm. fan of going into your bathroom next and look at all your beauty oh. products, right? They're, I mean, that stuff is for the most part, it's just poison. And you, if you I have six daughters it, and my yeah, wife is right? all over it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, with, you know, and each one by itself has got, they say the, what the, the poison is in the dose and each one is just, it's not enough to do mm -hmm. lasting harm probably, but with this constant daily use and you're mixing it with all these other chemicals and phthalates right. and things like that as well. Anyway. Yeah. No, so but, but Kevin, Kevin that, that's, that's why it's simpler. And again, back to the consumer, how many natural products are out there now? I mean, they're right. out there. That's a good they're point. Yeah. There. We have a lot and of because, good options. Yeah. We're, because why the internet has allowed us to become more informed. Yep. And I don't people start hammering the internet below. I'm, I was the kind of doctor I, I bought, I got into this way back when the internet started was, I tell people, go Google everything, study, rumble, just look at it. I'm, I'm, I'm a, you're hiring me to be part of your team. You're the owner, you're the captain, you're in charge. And, but if you just rely, I'll give you my opinion at the end of the day with some research and numbers, but I'm going to, I want to back up my opinion. Like my new book is I, I call restore again, 85,000 words. And I have over 700 references. It's, I want it to be backed up, not because I'm the doctor. If anybody tells you I'm the doctor, then walk out. Okay. Just walk out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Hey, and that brings up a good point. So obviously we get from your tone of voice here. You're very into the, you know, naturopathic integrative medicine. I think we both agree that treating symptoms is not what we want for these chronic type diseases, right? We want to get to root causes. What is your thought on the prevailing direction of medicine? Are we moving more and more towards that? And is that driven by consumers or is just kind of the, is, obviously that machinery is pretty slow to turn around, but in terms of this more causal based medicine versus conventional medicine, let's just say, how, is the tide shifting or things moving in yes. a positive direction? Do you think? I really do because number three cause of death is medical treatment. Wow. Let that sink in, about 4,000 a year. The side effects of medications, they say less than 1% are actually actually quantified. Again, I, I want to be very clear. I'm not anti-meta, allopathic medicine. It has its place. We're phenomenal for sick care, okay? I'm hit by a car. I've been very fortunate in the medical missions around the world. I've, I've done surgery in the middle of Africa. I've done things in Central America. I, I, I'm grateful how I'm trained. But overall, every daily, what we're doing is I think we don't know how to eat properly. And I'm not saying it's on purpose. I'm just saying we look back. I just, again, I got back from Europe and the food was different. There's no GMOs allowed in Europe. European Union has no GMOs. So if a role of a government is to protect individuals, it's not to tell us what to do. It's to get these things out of your body if you can. That's what I'm trying to say. But I'm, I know IFM, A4M, they're out there. It's it's growing. You have Cleveland Clinic Integrative Medicine. You have other places, Mayo Clinic. They're get they're adding it. I don't want to throw the baby out the bathwater again, but I do believe we have to understand that food is medicine. Mm -hmm. Okay, we understand water is life. If we start looking at these things that way, and allow our body to sometimes heal naturally, you look at these kind of things. I think that I think it's there. I'm just not. I don't want. If I can, if I have the option of to replace exactly my body lost versus something else, I'm gonna take the exact structure. That's what I think we are gonna go to. I think that I think that's coming up. I know this field is long. I had to tell people we were doing 12 years ago, and I was not even the cutting edge of it. this. Started 30, 40 years ago, and nobody even heard about it. Right now, it's more.
prevalent out there. The key thing is those, I don't, you have to understand why I do what I do. And the, the doctor shouldn't want to answer that question. If the doctor won't answer that question, then please, you're the consumer. You, again, the king and queen is in the mirror, period. The king and queen is in the mirror. I absolutely love that. Yeah. Again, that a very empowering type message. All right, Greg, I want to, I want to, while I got you here, I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about a couple other things that I think you can help enlighten us. It's hard to look at nutritional science or probably hormonal science as well, or just longevity, optimization, biohacking without hearing about peptides. Can you give us your take on peptides and maybe back up a little bit? What, what the heck is a peptide? Yeah. And what's its role in medicine and maybe even the future of medicine? Yeah, I believe it's part of the future of medicine. So a peptide by definition, first off is protein builds as what our body's made out of them. A protein is a string of amino acids. So amino acid is one molecule, one, we call one unit. When you bind that together, that's a peptide, period. Used to be definition of a peptide was any amino acid sequence under 150. The government changed it down to 40. I don't know if there's a reason why, but insulin is 150. Insulin is one that is, is a peptide. Okay, so we know what insulin does. So a peptide is is almost like a hormone because insulin is a hormone. So it could be a hormone, it could be a structure. And, and what it does is it initiates a sequence of steps within your body. Dr. Seas has a great book on peptides, talks about all this kind of stuff, goes through all the different processes, seven different classes, how they work. But a peptide initiates a process or mimics a process your body does. Let me go over a couple big ones. There's one called BPC-157. It's 15 amino acids, so it's under 40. It's actually called body protecting compound 157. It's made naturally in our gut. And it's found to protect inflammation of the brain, the heart, wound healing. If you have a wound area and pulled muscle, you inject it. If you otherwise, take it orally. Phenomenal. I've been on it for many, many times, last four, six years. Another one is a class. There's two classes. One's called growth hormone releasing hormone, and one's called growth hormone releasing peptide. Those are the most common ones. The growth hormone in our body, forget the peptide, growth hormone releasing hormone in the hypothalamus tells the answer pituitary to make growth hormone, which then tells the liver to make a protein called IGF-1, insulin growth factor 1, which works with testosterone, works with thyroid, and its own process to repair body parts. Okay. Love it. When the IGF one gets high enough, it makes another protein called somatostatin, which goes back to the brain says, we have plenty. The problem, if you take growth hormone by itself, you make IGF one, you get the benefits, but you lose the feedback loop. So you get high blood pressure, carpal tunnel syndrome, diabetes, and you can get agromegalia, big nose, big ears, things like that. Still safe. You can still, it's, but it, and we're, not, we're the one, one, only countries that you can't even get it. It's crazy, but you have to watch it. But the feedback loop is the big one to me. The growth hormone releasing hormone peptide called CJC1295 without DAC actually mimics growth hormone releasing hormone. So you keep that feedback loop without overdosing. The growth hormone releasing peptide, when your stomach, when you get hungry, your stomach makes a thing called grenaline. It growls your stomach. I remember that. That's a peptide, one's called impamorlin, and that mimics that. That's one of the most common I, three I use in my practice. But it's, it, what bottom line, it makes your body make its own growth hormone, which helps to show and to show actually decrease the biological clock. So I use that along with testosterone, estrogen, progesterone, and make sure the thyroid is optimized. 
but peptides are the future. There's one called SS-31 from mitochondrial health. There's ones from the thymus, thymus B4 and A that help the immune system. It's just these molecules that help your systems work more efficiently that you lose it with. Again, back to what we said before, we lose every hormone as we age except for cortisol. Okay. So these peptides then, are they regulated? Do I need a prescription? Are they some, synthetically some are, some made? Or how, yeah. How, how, is the, how does that work? You got to do your work and find out the great pharmacies around. The Wells out of Florida is one of the biggest ones. You have Pure out of Indiana is fantastic. So they're out there. They're obviously everything, the FDA and USP watches everything. There's no doubt about that. And But yes, you got to get prescription from a doctor. Yes, you do. Got and are these things then, are they, are, is Big Pharma the distributor of these and the holder of these? Or No, no, some, some, some are. Some. Anazeo is a big company. They have a big pharma owned by them, but they're, they're small compound pharmacies. There's two types of compound pharmacies, 503A and 503B. 503B can go across state lines, 503A can. Now, it was very interesting to understand the FDA and USP actually looks at every single ingredient, no matter what the pharmacy is. Every single ingredient is looked at that. All right, but what I'm trying to get at is, are these peptides, are they organic compounds that can't be trademarked oh. or? Yeah, some of, some of them are synthetically made that can be trademarked, yes, okay. but they mimic the identical thing. What I like about gotcha. them is like the, like the CJC, we don't make in our body. It's the growth hormone releasing hormone is 44 amino acids naturally. Amine side, there's 29 there. That's the active one of that. And the first growth hormone release hormone was called Samorlin was it started in 1979. They show that activity. So those are they're they are analogs of those. But again, their structure is not exactly bioidentical, but they dissolve quickly, but they turn on your natural system. Turn on your natural system. Okay. And that's kind of the deal with which with the hype around these peptides, right? Is it something that's triggering this your body to do what it's naturally optimally right. supposed to do, right? Okay. It's, Fantastic. It, 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 they all they all attack Kevin. They all attack inflammation. Inflammation. I don't care what the disease is. Don't cause. care what yeah. it is. Yep. That's what we have to lower. And the food pyramid, low fat diet, low protein diet does what? Increase inflammation. Sean Baker's book, Carnivore Diet, is phenomenal. But Sean has so much data on showing a high fat, high car- you know, carnivore diet, blowing away inflammation numbers. That's what's key. Inflammation is the culprit. I don't care what it, you're talking about the root cause, everything root cause inflammation. You turn down inflammation, you've healed the cell. You healed the cell, you healed the organ, you healed the organ, heal you. Yeah, we've we've heard physicians repeat some version of that on this show multiple times here. And I, the finger seems to keep getting pointed back at our food supply and this hyper palatable, ultra processed food seems to be the biggest culprit. That coupled with living this chronic lifestyle is just, and then by the time you add a sedentary lifestyle on top of that, you've just got this recipe for disaster, right? With, with this, all this infl- but, chronic inflammation. And- but Kevin, let me be clear. I like that phrase you just said. Acute inflammation is life-saving. Sure. We, there's Chronic a reason why we have inflammation exactly. responses, right? Yeah. Chronic inflammation is life-deteriorating. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Greg, before we let you go, what is on the horizon in medicine and hormone optimization? What What do you see? I mean, technology is going nuts right now. What do you see in the next one, two, and then five, 10 years? I know that's a long time to look out for for the way things yeah, are rolling, it, but what's what's exciting and what's, I, I'm asking you to speculate here. But in, in the book, Life Force, it's, they wrote that medical science, science medicine change, doubles every 72 days. 
the knowledge. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I think two things. I think a broad picture is individual empowerment. That's number one. We cannot give away our responsibility. That's number one. On the me- on the medicine side, I think is optimizing our sex hormones, our thyroid, optimize at levels that are a, a range that is unaffected by the environment. So go back as far as we can and they'll be considered like, like back to our diabetes. We'll consider a healthy range in a, like we did diabetes, right? We'll look at that, say, no, 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 no. Just because we were getting sick, those are not healthy, right? And I do believe the future of nutraceuticals, iodine, selenium, I could spend hours just talking on iodine. I mean, iodine and breast cancer decreases, prostate cancer. We can just spend hours. So I believe these nutraceuticals, I don't like to call them supplements. They're not options. I believe vitamin, vitamin D is four known mechanisms of anti-cancer. Vitamin D affects 3,000 receptors in our genes that we know about already. Vitamin D is not a vitamin. It's an anabolic secosteroid. So when you start the future, the future is going to be individualized nutrition, nutraceuticals, and hormone empowerment with these kind of things. So we could be, I don't mind dying to go to heaven. That's an, I can't, that's the great, but I don't want our life curve. Addy has a great book in, in a part of his book. Here's how we, that's how we age. Let's age like this. That's the goal, right? Let's be out there and be active. I never thought at 63, I'd be active as I am now. And I'm more so than I was. And I believe that's why, again, I love the name of your podcast. That's, ex- it's not down years, bro. This is right. time. In my new book, Restore, I go through the levels of hormones of a young woman to maturity and a young man through maturity, the normal part of it. Then I go through how the body makes those and then the side effects of those being down. To me, the optimal holy grail is not the fountain of youth. It's taking the hormones of the youth, a healthy youth, with the wisdom of aging. Gray hair is vital. I got a bunch of it. It's part of it. So it's the wisdom of aging with the Mark Twain said, the youth is wasting on young. It's because they don't have the knowledge. Let's take that and merge that so that our golden years, our silver years, our platinum years are far superior. And the sad part is these old hormone levels are now starting in 20 year olds. We can't allow that generation to live in those numbers. Yeah. Amen to that. That's really scary. I, you know, when I talk to hormone people, that's one of the things that they're saying first and foremost is this is alarming because we used to treat people my age, right? It's a 50 year old guy coming right. in. Hey, I just, I'm just, usually it's a libido thing or right. erectile dysfunction or something that ends up because us guys, right. we don't want to go to the doctors, but you know, yep. <laughs> yep. I have a problem like that. You're, you're probably going to end up in a, in a yep. doctor's office, but these days it's, it's kids. It's young people coming in with these, with these 25% of our patients are under the age of 35. Wow. Yeah, that 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 is alarming. And I love your idea of not wanting to see that lifespan look like that, but that health span, right? Where it's just... Right. And, then, yep. yeah. and again, the whole idea of health span and longevity are concurrent. They don't die, they don't go away. They stay concurrent. If I do hormones or I do this, I'll do that. I'll, I'll age faster. No, it's just the opposite. Right. And that's what's so crucial. So the bottom line is there's a ton of great books out there with Atia, with Sean, with with Jason. I mean, there's so much stuff out there, but I just really believe it's important that you have a passion to be informed and they're out there. I mean, look again, look what you're doing. Look what's accomplishing. We have now seven offices in three states. We're going national next few years. It's it's crucially important that we get out there in the, the arena of ideas, right? That's all this is, arena of ideas. Hey, doc, defend why you're doing this. I don't want to defend. I'm the doctor. Nah, I'm going somewhere else. Yeah. That's it. If you can't defend your ideas, thank you. Take care.
Right, right on. No, I, I love it. And I love, that's why I love podcasts. Just it's that long form content. We live but, in an age of sound bites and Instagram, just this very short form. And it's hard to have a complex, nuanced discussion in a very short form format vehicle like that. So 100%. But, I, I, but, but, but Kevin, the real thing, with the, I don't care how you felt, people felt about COVID or not being COVID. But it did open ideas that no one person can make a decision for you other than yourself. You know, I would, you never stop oxygen. Why would you stop oxygen? You know, these kind of questions. You got Russell Blaylock was a world, is a world famous neurologist saying, neurosurgeon, what would happen if we, if we put a mask on? We know within 30 seconds, you start losing brain cells, but the experts said so. No, 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 no. Again, the king and queens in the mirror, we will get our experts, ask opinions, but we make a decision. We are in charge. But the problem is, Kevin, is 80% of Americans, people, not Americans, individuals don't want the responsibility. So I'm hoping to make the responsibility, like, don't be afraid of it. Jump in the water. Come on. Let's go. Come on. Let's jump in the water. I'm with you there. Let's jump in the water. Let's rail against the the common narratives and what we're being told, especially when it comes to aging, right? And I think you're you're a great example. I think it's safe to say we're both living our best lives. These are my best years. I turned 60 the beginning of next year, and I I can't wait. I'm pretty confident the best is still yet to come. So just, yeah, railing against all of that. All right. Well, Greg, as we're wrapping up here, how can people get in touch with you and potentially if they want to work with you, how, how can people work with you? Yeah, we're very fortunate. We have people around the country comes to us, optimalbio.com. I have some wonderful nurse practitioner PAs. They're all trained in allopathic like this and holistic. We're in Virginia down to South Carolina, North Carolina, and, and Virginia. The optalbio.com. We're on every social platform, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. You got it. And we have, and the, our podcasts are not just me. We have so many great guests, so many great staff. They're out there going their expertise. We have, you know, hundreds of this stuff out there, but optalbio.com gets you everywhere. All right, folks, I will put that into the show notes as well as all the social media links. Also, Greg has mentioned a ton of books here. I'm going to try and go through and pick all of those out. I'll I'll get links to that as well as a link to his book, The Hormone Handbook, Optimizing Your Health Through Bioidentical Hormones. Well, Greg, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show today and sharing your passion and your knowledge your wisdom with us. I think the work you're doing is fantastic and just encourage you to keep being a, a great ambassador for healthy, optimal aging. Oh, thank you very much. I truly appreciate all your work you're doing as well. Okay, that's our show for today, folks. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I want to let you know that we have other free resources over at silveredgefree.com. There you'll find our free guides with our top tips on nutrition, exercise, and healthy lifestyle to assist you in your weight loss and fitness journey. So feel free to head over there and download anything that looks useful to you. I'll put links to everything we talked about in the show notes, and you can find those over at silveredgefitness.com slash 200. That's 200. As we wrap up our time together today, you can show your support for this show in two important ways. One is to tell a friend about this podcast and encourage them to give it a listen. The second is for you YouTube folks to click the like and subscribe buttons and for you podcast folks to please consider giving this podcast a five-star review on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on and be sure to subscribe and follow so you don't miss any future episodes. I really appreciate you spending your time with me today and until next time, 
stay strong. <laughs>